Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Belt Bros Podcast. It's another day. It's going to be a great day. Today we have, again, my co-host, Andrew, not Fisher. He's not here today because, well, I guess his wife did actually need more than one day for her birthday. So, But I do think he took her to a water park, so maybe pry into that. What happened there? Anyways, today we do have a great episode. We have some friends from Colorado who are following God's calling to missions, full-time missions, and they believe God is calling them into Ireland. Their name is Chris and Joy Copeland. They are, again, from Colorado, and I'll put some links in the description to find out more about them, but it's worldventure.com slash CJ Copeland. Chris and Joy Copeland. Get it? And uh, that's a way that you can find out more about them and donate. And you can also follow them on Facebook. Again, those links are in the description below. But I guess uh, Chris Joy, officially welcome to the podcast. And did I get that right? You're from Colorado, but is it Denver, Colorado? Highlands Ranch. Technically. Highlands Ranch. It's about Technically, it's about 20 minutes south of Denver. Okay. I've been to Colorado Springs. I flew in the Denver, but never left the airport. Oh, gotcha. That counts as anything. <laughs> yeah. the, Den- the Denver airport's way out there in the boonies. Not anywhere near the mountains at all. Yeah, I know. I I was looking out the window and I was like, oh, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, my wife and I are going hiking in Glacier National Park next month. In Montana. Oh, nice. So we fly in the Denver and have a layover and then nice. yeah, I can't wait. Well, all right, let's pump this up. It's the first time meeting each other, so I thought it would be fun to play a game called Rapid Fire. So here's the rules. I'll just ask you some basic questions and uh, to get to know you, and either one of you guys can answer, or both, um, however you want to do it. But uh, we talk a lot about sports in this podcast, so I figured why not uh, talk about sports. So first question, what is your favorite sports team? You know, what's funny is that <laughs> we, we uh, yes, um, I, I used to be a big Laker fan. I grew up in L.A. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since they got LeBron, I'm not so sure anymore. So I don't know. Not well, a big you fan. know, LeBron is a hard guy to not like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 never done anything bad. It's just yeah, yeah. so good. But he is good at basketball. I'm just not I'm not a big fan of his. So are you a big basketball fan then? Big Lakers fan? Uh, and we actually, since we moved to Colorado, um, you know, we, we never wanted to be Nuggets fans. So we, uh, we just kind of stopped watching basketball pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then you, you out here, if you don't like the, the Denver Broncos or if you don't like beer, you have nothing to talk about with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Do you like neither of those? Uh, I, actually, neither of us like beer. And when we first moved out here, we weren't football fans. But um, just so I can get to know people at work, I joined the Fantasy Football League. There you go. Who cares if you're last place every time? Right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's the community that exactly. you're in. Yeah. I might have a little bit of an addiction to fantasy football in mm. the betting aspect of it, I guess. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We were never a big betting poll. It was like, I think, $5 to join. And you yeah. won like 50 bucks if you won or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm like a 2016 champion. So yeah, oh. out there. If you need nice. any advice later, you know we can get, <laughs> get there. Nice. Um, are you beach people or mountain people? Mountain. 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 Me mm-hmm. too. You know, it's just something about it. The we're getting ready to go hiking, 
and uh, the campground that we stay at keeps having bears, you know, going into the campgrounds right now. So we're thinking about maybe changing <gasps> campgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's why we moved away from L.A., just because we're not beach people at all. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris Tomlin or Ren Collective? I would say oh. Rend Collective. I'd say both. I like them both. Yeah. I, I lead worship at our church, and I do a lot of Rend Collective songs. I, I was going to say, you're going to Ireland, right? <laughs> yeah, we are going so to Ireland. Better, it better be Rend Collective. Yeah. You, you need to watch that answer. I mean, I guess yeah. I could cure with Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Maybe this I Sunday we're somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't say we are messengers or Rend Collective since they're both from Ireland. That'd be really yeah. hard. True, true. <laughs> I don't. Or you didn't say you too are Ren Collective. That would have been harder. <laughs> Man, Ren Collective is one of the best. Anytime they're anywhere close to here. I mean, we drove all the way from. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we drove all the way to Houston just to see them. <laughs> you know, nice. Every time, and some of it's just the same exact show. Like their first ten minutes is the same song set for the most part, the same type of thing, but it's just always different. They make they do a really good job. Are you a TV show series people or movie people? Ooh, I'd say both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, I enjoy a good movie, but we also, you know, binge watch Netflix TV shows. So yeah, <laughs> when we have the time. Murder Mysteries. Do you like those? Not really. Yeah. Oh my no. gosh. One day I'm going to solve one. <laughs> <laughs> I get into those. There's Murder Mystery podcasts and stuff that I, I can, that's what my wife and I binge watch or listen mm. to. That's awesome. <laughs> we do more of a dual survival like shows yeah. like that. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah. And one day you might need that information. So That's you right. never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Okay, this one's a pretty hot topic in some churches today. But uh is it sloppy wet or unforeseen kiss? Oh I I kind of liked, I know Sloppy Wet was the first rendition of it, but I think I kind of liked the Unforeseen. Yeah. I just, I, I just kind of feel like Unforeseen was for those churches that weren't quite contemporary <laughs> enough to go all in on the Sloppy Wet. So Sloppy Wet just sounded a little too graphic for me. <laughs> it paints a picture. It does paint a picture. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just can't picture God kissing me that way. So, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, tonight when our boys get home, why don't you give them a sloppy wet kiss? Yeah. See, see which one they would rather like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and they probably say neither at this point. I don't know how yeah. old they are, but yeah. <laughs> my my son is nine, and I just I am not looking forward to the time where he's starting to be more of an individual. Oh, want we're going to do that right more. now, actually. Our, our yeah. son got his license on Monday. Oh, and so uh, he's right now driving our boys uh, out to dinner and then to youth group. Oh, so, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> it's scary. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, your ministry story. You guys are called the full-time missions. Uh, how did how'd all that begin? Well, um, <laughs> it started with for our anniversary every year, Chris and I give each other goals, um, individual goals. We do spiritual goals and family goals. And so Chris had been at the job that, well, he'd been at the same type of job for about 15, 16 years. And I knew he just wasn't very content. And so I said, Hey, you know, over the next year, why don't you pray and see if God has something else he would like you to do instead of the same job. (coughs) And, um, he was like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll give that a try and see what, what God will say. 
So I prayed uh, and almost immediately felt like God was calling us to missions. And I, I literally laughed at God because I thought that doesn't make any sense. We had just bought a house in Colorado. We were already looking at like retirement property out here thinking it would be cool to you know move up to Evergreen. Not that we could afford it, but we, <laughs> yeah. we, we liked the idea of it. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, my wife um, tell, will tell you because of her upbringing, um, she likes stability and, um, you know, don't she, like adventure. She had just started um, anxiety medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. So I, I literally kind of pushed it aside and said, okay, God, what's, what's your plan B? Cause plan A is not, not happening. And, um, he just literally over nine months just kept saying no missions, missions, missions. Finally, I said, okay, God, if you want me to do this, if you want us to do this, you need to prepare Joy's heart for this possibility. So we were sitting at church one day and there was this, um, this ministry called Africa Hope. So they take refugees from Africa that are dropped off in Denver and just kind of help them acclimate to the society. And so um, we, we were sitting there and we thought, you know, we got, we've already gotten involved inside the church walls. We host small groups. Um, we, we uh, volunteer our time inside the church, let's do something outside the walls of the church. And um, so we said, yeah, we should look into that. And then after we picked up our boys from their Sunday school classes, we were walking out of the service. And I, I tell this story all the time because I really truly believe that I meant to say, where do you want to go to lunch? Because it's 12 o'clock, you know, it's, it's lunchtime. And um, instead I said, Hey, do you think we missed our calling? Maybe we should have been missionaries. And Chris said, yeah, let's go. And I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh -uh. and so he said, yeah, let's go. And I thought, I'm not talking to you about that because I do not want to be a missionary. Um, no, just not going to happen. And so for the next week, I just prayed, God, you're, you're kidding, right? We're not supposed to be missionaries. And I just kept feeling, feeling like God was telling me, you should talk to Chris, talk to Chris. And so the next Sunday after church, we were talking and I said, hey, last Sunday you said, yeah, let's go. Uh, what are you talking about? And so then he told me what God had been impressing on his heart. And I was like, oh, no, not a missionary. Yeah, that, that's ruining all of my plans, Lord. I've told you again what I want to do. Um, and... And Chris was like, you know, I really feel like that we should pursue the missionary aspect. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, you know, if God calls you, you you're either going to go willingly or you're going to wrestle with him like Jacob, and then he's going to dislocate your hip and you're going to walk with a limp. So for me, I'm like, I already walk funny. I don't need to <laughs> walk any weirder. So, you know, we better go. <laughs> that That's basically, yeah, the, the beginning story of how we were called. <laughs> how long ago again was that? Um, so she had me start praying in July of 2012 Yeah, and, um, it was about nine months after that, that we finally talked and said, okay, yeah. Um, and so we were, we started going through, um, uh, looking for missions organizations cause we're like, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to become a missionary. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's no missionary school that I know of at the time. <laughs> you just and, fly somewhere and be like, I'm a missionary. Yeah. yeah. So we found a mission organization in world in uh, Littleton, um, called World Venture. They've been around for about 75 years. Um, and so we decided, okay, let's go through them. And we got appointed in April of 2014. And then uh, we've been raising support since about October of 2014. And when's your plan date to kind of 
venture off or do you have one yet? That's a great question. We're, we've been asking God that for about three and a half years. <laughs> um, we we uh, basically we're waiting for the rest of our support to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at about 70% right now. Um, and so once that net, that rest of that 30% comes in, we can get up, we can get on a plane and go. Okay. Awesome. Do you guys have, you know, before this, you know, revelation, have you guys had any kind of background in ministry and stuff, or has it just been kind of out of the blue? We had a lot of church involvement. I mean, we've done Bible studies and life groups and, and all of that. Um, and, uh, and I led worship at a church for a while or actually several churches. So, I mean, we had lots of different involvements and, you know, we had done short term missions as well. Um, but, uh, no, this, this came out of the blue cause <laughs> I have two degrees in business and, you know, I don't have a theology degree, or at least I didn't at the time. And so I was like, what are you doing? God, this is, you know, how am I going to use this on the field? Although, um, when my, my sister and her two boys and husband, they used to be missionaries in Kenya. Um, her son and I were driving one day, just going to yard sales and he'd come back from Kenya and he said, you know, um, Auntie Joy, I really think that everybody should be missionaries overseas. And I'm going to start praying for you and, and Chris and the boys to become missionaries. And, and I patted his leg. He was about 10 at the time. I patted his leg and I said, sweetheart, not everybody has to be a missionary overseas. God calls us to be missionaries where we're at as well, you know, to share the love of Christ. And he goes, yeah, but I really think that you guys need to be going overseas somewhere. And, and I patted his leg again. I said, okay, you know, kind of like that condescending aunt that I was at the time. And like, yeah, you, you do that, honey. And we'll see who, whose prayer God answers. And it was my nephew's prayer that <laughs> God answered. <laughs> it's just interesting. You know, some people are kind of um, felt called to ministry because their dad was a pastor. And so it's just interesting. Yeah. It's just kind of called you out of nowhere almost. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And uh, that's, that's exciting and scary, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you listen to any of our first podcasts, but we do talk a little bit about how churches are kind of ran like a business. So maybe mm. your business degrees, <laughs> but maybe that is some pre- preparation that, that God's calling on your life. So, so I mean, for you guys, uh, I guess before we get into what it's like, uh, and why you're going to Ireland, uh, what, is, what is a church going to look like that you're, that you're starting or, or are you starting a church? Or are you just going to go and just minister to people or what's your, what's your plan? I guess. We're initially going to be joining a church that's already been planted. And so it's already about 150 to 200 people in the church. Um, and it's in Galway, Ireland, um, called Galway City Church. And uh, that'll be the one we're starting off working at. Um, and then once our kids graduate from high school and they're out of the house and I finish a second master's degree in, you know, theology or Christian education or something, Christian ministry, um, then we might then be moved to a smaller town or village that doesn't have a church and, and do a home church plant. Gotcha. And so home churches, well, this will be, it'll start off as a home church okay. um, until it grows big enough to get a place where we could, you know, meet to worship. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like a Bible study initially and then hopefully it grows and grows. And then, then we rent a school auditorium and that's, that's speaking my love language. Cause I'm all about the home churches. Nice. <laughs> so, so uh, I feel like there's a lot of things that you can't get with the big churches that we have nowadays 
you know, that uh, you miss out on that community that was a big drawing factor in, in the Bible to, mm-hmm. to Jesus was the fact that we loved each other so much and was such yeah. a close knit group, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like we lose that sometimes because I, I can put on a good pretend face when I'm on, on Sunday morning, <laughs> and make everything, make everything in my life look, uh, look like it's going perfect. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the need in Ireland. What, what's, what's drawing you there? Um, how did you get connected to Ireland? I mean, what, tell, sure. tell me the story. So the, the connected to Ireland is a really cool story. Um, we, we didn't really know where God was going to want us to serve. And we didn't really, um, you know, I had a we had a, not a preconceived notion, but we had a, or a, a wish list of where we'd want to go. Um, I kind of always wanted to go to Japan cause I love sushi. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping God would bless that, um, <laughs> you know, and, and bless me with some sushi, but, um, he had other plans and, and joy. Probably because I don't like sushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a gift. <laughs> I think because my sister and her family were in Africa and, um, <laughs> It, I'm not much of the adventurer, but if I was going to go on vacation somewhere, I'd want to go to Africa and go on safari. That that was always my hope, but not certainly not going to Europe. I never wanted to go to Europe, never had a desire to see Europe, none of that stuff. But um, So we started praying, okay, God, where, <clears throat> where would you want us to serve? And mm-hmm. he um, made it very clear to both of us separately that it was going to be Europe. And we kind of thought, oh, that's different. You know, that wasn't on our radar. <laughs> Um, you know, we're not even sure what missions in Europe looks like. And, um, and then we were invited to go to a retreat in Mozambique at Mo- for Mozambique. Yeah. And, um, and so we had told my sister, the Kenyan missionary, um, Hey, you know, we were invited to Mozambique retreat to see if we should go there. But Chris and I really feel drawn to going to Europe she just started to cry and she's like, don't go to Europe. Don't go to Europe. And I thought, okay, it's not like that's going to endanger our lives. So that's weird. Why are you yeah. crying? And she's like, you don't understand. Europe is like the missionaries graveyard. Um, missionaries come back discouraged and some of them don't follow the Lord because they didn't see their, you know, their, the fruit of their labor. It's just really hard. It's hard work in Europe. And we said, well, you know, um, God has really called us there. She goes, okay here's the deal. After she wiped away her tears and, you know, <laughs> took her emotions out of it, she said, do this. If, if God is truly calling you guys to Europe while, while you're at the Mozambique conference, um, pray that he would confirm Europe with three people and narrow it down to where in Europe. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I were like, okay, that's just kind of weird. What a weird <laughs> prayer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Africa. We're going to an Africa retreat slash conference and he wants to pray this about Europe. Okay. So we did and man, God moves in weird ways. <laughs> so we, we sat down with the, uh, the, on the first day with some world venture staff that was at the, the retreat. And it, the first day we sat down with the assistant to the director of Africa. And she's like, Hey, you know, tell me your story and your background. I want to get to know you guys. And so I talked about how I grew up actually Catholic and went to Catholic school and I was taught by um, Catholic missionary uh, nuns from Ireland um, and uh, went all the way through all of the sacraments and, and everything. But then right around confirmation, um, I knew what that meant. And I was, I was having some, a lot of questions about Catholicism, Roman Catholicism that I wasn't getting answers to. Like, why do we, why do we pray to saints and, and why do we worship Mary the way we do? And, um, why do we have to confess our sins to 
a priest when the Bible says we can confess to one another. Um, you know, I don't understand some of these questions. And so I decided not to be confirmed as a Catholic and kind of stepped away from the faith and uh, looked around for a few years and then became a Christian you know, three years later uh, at a Baptist church that my brother invited me to. Um, and so, and then Joy, her story. I grew up um, with an alcoholic father who um, was just a severe alcoholic. So we grew up in, my four sisters and I grew up in that environment. And uh, once we told the um, the assistant to the director of Africa this, she said, huh, have you guys considered Ireland? And Chris and I were like, no. And I, I actually laughed. And I said, Ireland doesn't need missionaries. That's a vacation spot. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it is a vacation spot. You're right. But no, they are in desperate need of Jesus there. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then just kind of push that thought aside. And mm-hmm. But it was our, our Catholic and alcohol family background that made us that she was like, oh, that makes a connection there with the need. And so the next day we sat down with the director to Asia at the time. And uh, I was excited about this one because I, I was still thinking Japan and sushi. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe God would change our, his plan to send us to Europe. And, uh, and he's like the same thing. Ask, tell me your story. Tell us about, tell me about yourself. And we did just like we did now. And uh, he's like, gosh, you guys seem, your background seems to fit really well with Ireland. Have you guys thought about serving there? And we were like, no, but now we're thinking about it because you're the second person that said that this weekend. <laughs> and then that night we were having dinner with the gentleman who's going to walk us through the appointee process. And he said, okay, so tell me your story and your background. And so we did. And um, he goes, wow, you know, I really feel like God is doing something in Europe. Have you guys considered um, going to Ireland? And we were like, what? <laughs> okay. So at that point it was very clear that, um, we were Ireland bound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God made it very clear. And then another cool thing is that most of the, the Irish team um, had to come back to headquarters in Littleton and we live like 15 minutes away from it. And um, we got to meet most of them and have, have uh, coffee and talk to them and, and see if we're a good fit for the team and, and whether we're a good fit for Ireland ministry. And um, so God really orchestrated a lot of cool things in that, you know, like first three or four months. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then we then we went to Ireland in April of 2014, and uh, September. Oh, did I say April? <laughs> yeah, sorry, September of 2014, um, and uh, got to meet the team and got to see if we're a good fit, and then also got to really see the need firsthand. And we found out things like um, Ireland has um, some of the highest suicide rates in the world. Uh, for instance, the fourth highest suicide in the rate, rates in the world for young men between 18 and 24. Um, the, the highest suicide rate in the world for young teen women between 14 and 18 or not in the world, in Europe, mm-hmm. the highest in Europe. Um, and they, they, you know, they struggle with alcoholism, uh, over 50% of the people who drink there have harmful, excessive drinking patterns. Um, they, they drink to get drunk. Um, we found out that, <clears throat> you know, cause the first thing I thought was, well, I thought Ireland was very Catholic. What's, what's the story? And, you know, you, if you look online, you'll, you'll see, okay, it looks like it's 70% Catholic you know, why are they struggling the way they are? And the truth is, is that um, they're Catholic. Most of them are Catholic by culture. So it's mm-hmm. cultural Catholic. Um, and, and really they're nominal or uh, many of them don't attend church at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like only three out of 10 actually go to church on a regular basis that say they're Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there, we read an article that said that Ireland's abandoning 
religion faster than every country on earth, except for communist Vietnam. Wow. And so that kind of shows you, yeah, they're just moving away into atheism and, and no belief at all. In fact, they, they just fought to add, uh, no, none as a religious category in their census so that they can be represented. So wow. none, none is now a, a religious category. Do we even have that in our census? I don't know. I haven't taken a census in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I usually avoid those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the government knowing me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we really saw the need firsthand and, and, uh, and, and it really broke our hearts. That's the thing that broke our hearts the most was that we had read this, uh, article when we were in Galway and they were, it was the year, the, a year anniversary of five teen suicides in Galway city over one weekend. And they were interviewing the, the person doing the, the suicide hotline and said, what is it that you hear when people call in? And he said, the thing we hear the most is a lack of hope. And that first broke our hearts at, you know, because we thought Jesus brings hope. Why are they struggling, you know, to have hope? And it's because they're walking away from, from faith. And so our, our hope is to go there and to bring hope to the hopeless. Wow. I had a friend once tell me that, that God is everywhere, so go where the money is. And mm. you guys aren't doing that. And I, I commend you for that. <laughs> You're going where God is, is really leading you and is really turning your heart towards. It's, it's really a, mm-hmm. just an interesting process. Like, I'd, I was telling my wife when I was like, oh, I'm talking to these people that they're going to be missionaries in, in Ireland. And we're like, oh, I want to be missionaries in Ireland. Like, that's, that's great. But really, I, I, I can't. I can't be a missionary because I'm too selfish with my time and stuff. <laughs> you know, and just to, as, I, as I look back, like, I like Saturdays where I don't have much to do. <laughs> you know, like, I, um, yeah. so I, I got to break myself of that habit. <laughs> well, think about uh, it this way. You asked us whether we were beach people or mountain people. God's sending us to an island. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we are not island people, you know, yeah. but that's where God's sending us. I don't even like wind. And he's <laughs> sending me to a very windy country. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Oh, man. So yeah, his, king, his kingdom's not always about our pleasure. Well, exactly. And I think that's, that's the big part of it is it's a tricky course because some people are drawn to what they like, you know, and so some people would have just said, Ireland you know, I don't want to live there, you know, like I can, I can go to somewhere else, you know? And, and then it's just like a tricky, when you're trying to follow God, it's just a tricky, it's a tricky thing to do to know what God's want is calling you to really. Cause you got all these people that are telling you different voices coming in, like telling, Oh, you should go here. You should go here. And then some of them sound good to you. But then when you're like, look at it, you know, you just kind of still have that unrest of, oh, it's not really what God is, is wanting me to do, you know? And yeah, so it's, I, I, I can understand how it's a struggle. You know, it's been a few years of just following, you know, it was, what was it? Nine months before, was it, did I hear that right? Nine months before really Ireland came into the picture or. Yeah, it was, it, it was a little bit later actually. Cause it was nine months just to get me to go, okay. Yeah. Missions. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> and then, and then a couple of, you know, maybe, I don't know, three or four months later when God finally confirmed Ireland yeah, for us. So, I mean, and that, that to me is normal to take that long because it's, you know, so hard to, to distinguish your likes and your, and what you want and with what God wants, what other people want and what God wants, you know? And so, yeah, um, it's so, so how, how can we help you get to Ireland? Sure. Um, so really right now, I mean, we've, 
accomplished every training that World Venture requires. Um, and then there were quite a few. Um, we, we've raised our outgoing costs, which is to the tune of $80,000. So that's done. Um, all we need are um, 30, basically 30 partners, uh, financial partners monthly at $100 a month. And we can finally get on that plane and go. Or, or, 60. or 60 at 50 or, yeah, however you want to break it down. <laughs> we'll let you math people figure that or 15 out. 15 200 if you, yeah, if you want to go there. I'm not a math person. Don't ask me to work it out. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, I do simple don't math. Do but really all we need is just that last 30% and we can go. Mm-hmm. So a thing that would help us the most is just if there's anybody out there listening that has a heart for missions or for heart for Europe or if our story kind of tugged at your heart, um, you can go to um, – www.worldventure.com slash CJ Copeland. And uh, that's our page. And you can, um, there's a give button there if you're interested in joining us. Or if you want to talk more, we're happy to meet with people. Or connect us with people. Or connect us with people or churches. churches. Yeah, that's yeah. huge for us too. All right, I'll, I'll put a link in the description of the podcast so you sure. can uh, so easily click on it and uh, learn more. And, uh, and I definitely will be checking in probably next month or so. I'll just check in, see how you guys are doing, if you're any closer to that goal. Because, I mean, progress is great. And I'm sure everybody wants to be involved in this and, and be involved in your journey. And I hope that other people are challenged that what is God calling you to do? You know, you've mm-hmm. got, you got things in your life that you probably have some unrest because you know you're not doing what God's calling you to do. So it's also good to to maybe ask yourself, you know, where's Where's God leading me, you know? So, um, and you're never too old. <laughs> you're never too old. Yeah. yeah. How old were you guys when God called you to? Well, to- I'm going to be 46 this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so in our early forties, we should be at this point, like well into our career and thinking about retirement and, you know, <laughs> retirement. Get, What's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But instead, <laughs> Instead, we're selling our house and, and or we already sold our house. Everything we sold own. Sold everything we own. We're living in a borrowed house right now. Um, I mean, literally, we're ready to jump on that plane and go um, with very little belongings left. And how many kids did you guys have? We three have boys. Three boys. Three boys. And so how, yeah. how excited are they, they for the, the mission field? Um, well, our, our 14-year-old, he is very excited because he wants to be a sheep rancher. And so um, he's kind of ready to go. And and he wanted to do that before we were even called Ireland. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, so he's ready to go and to start interning and volunteering time on a sheep ranch. Um, our our oldest boy, he, he, he told me he's not meant to stay in the United States. Even after he graduates from high school, he doesn't believe that he's supposed to stay in the States. So he's probably headed for a South American country. Um, maybe Peru, maybe Peru. And our youngest one, he just wants to have friends. He's 13. Um, he just wants to make friends and act and, you know, lead as many people to a relationship with Christ as he can. And so they're, they're pretty excited, but you know, they're teenagers. Yeah. So <laughs> we have our ups and our downs, but <laughs> they know where the end goal is. And, um, that we're going to do what it takes to get there. So they're all teenagers are probably ready, just ready to be there. <laughs> you know, yes. you stop yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we talked to them about it, when we were first called and we did, cause we, you know, we felt like we were called as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were thinking we're going to get on the plane the next day. And it's now, you know, three and a half, four years later. 
and uh, we're still not there yet. So yeah, it's it's almost like more confirmation that God is calling you guys to missions when even your entire family is ready just to get up and go. Yeah, or maybe you, Joy. Maybe you took a little longer than (laughs) (laughs) than everybody else. But she didn't take as long as I expected, actually. (laughs) I'm yeah. just, I'm not a traveler. I don't, I don't care to travel. Getting on a plane freaks me out, but <laughs> God's like, well, you've been on a lot of planes, so get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. oh, he's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're excited to be there. We're excited to finally get there and begin this ministry. I, I think actually one of the, the greatest things, um, and I think this hit me more than it did Chris just because we're different. So, <laughs> um, one of the things that really hit me as we were learning more about the need in Ireland is that there are 72 towns with um, 5,000 people or more that don't have a gospel presence. So no church, no in-home Bible studies, nothing like that. And for me, that was, that was pretty huge because um, yeah, that's over 350,000 who are not hearing the good, the good news. And that just breaks my heart. So for mm-hmm. me, that was um, one of the saddest things I think that I've heard about Ireland. So some of our missionary travels took us up to a place called Chugwater, Wyoming. <laughs> and this is a town literally of about 200 people. If you blink, you'd miss it as you're driving through. And there are two churches in this town of 200 people, um, yeah. a Catholic church and a Protestant church. And so, um, you know, we think of Ireland with, you know, that many towns or, or villages without any church at all. That's just, it's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to us as Americans. I literally drive to work and I pass four churches and I only uh-huh. work a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I mean, that's, that's the Bible Belt, Oklahoma yeah. lifestyle. You just, <laughs> we, just, we just spoke at a church in Palmyra, New York. And uh, there are, this isn't, the, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records, I guess, because there's a church on each corner of, of a four-way intersection. Um, and that, that's like, you know, these are huge churches too. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they just, they don't have that in Ireland. They, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I just scratched my head and I think, how can you not have a gospel presence? Like no, no home church, you know, no Bible study, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, we just really want to get there and yeah. at least knock out one town, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Just do what you, you can. can and then, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, if you look at the story of the early church, it started small, right? Yep. And it mm-hmm. spread quickly. So that's right. Uh, yeah. You look at churches in China, they start in homes and they, they're, they're more faster growing, I think, than any church in the United States is the, yeah. the church in China. So yeah, uh, just, just having a presence in that town alone is going to change people's lives. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why a lot of our ministry is just going to be living life among a community. And so, you know, going to, Go to church, yes, but like being a part of the community, um, seeing them at the laundromat or, you know, at the grocery store and getting our kids in the same sports programs and that stuff like that, just doing life with people is going to be a lot of what our ministry is. Good deal. Yeah. Being the church instead of going the ch- going to church is exactly. kind of the thing we yep. say at our church. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, it was great to meet you guys for sure. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah. yeah. I hope, I really do hope that uh, the word gets out. You get a more podcast, you get a more presence out there. People hear, hear about your story. And, and Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. I hope by, uh, by at least Christmas, you get this thing going and you get, the, hey, get there. From your, mouth, awesome. from your mouth to God's ears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks so much for having us. No Please. problem. 
No problem. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Again, you can check them out at worldventure.com slash CJ Copeland for more info. And then also follow them on Facebook. Follow their journey. Get involved. I think it's a pretty neat calling that they have in their life. Uh, definitely a little jealous on my side because uh, Ireland sounds like a cool place to live. But at the same time, I ain't going. So... If you feel called to help donate or just want to follow them, I've got some links in the description below. Again, thanks you guys for tuning in, and hope you have a great week.